All right, Wayne Bettis here, the founder of the Off The Tools podcast. I just want to introduce you to our brand new sponsor, directplumbingsupplies.com. It is founded by a former tradesman who has set up his own plumbing and heating merchants. He has an online shop, which is obviously at directplumbingsupplies.com, and he delivers across the UK. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show. Going to record and yeah, yeah, I'm recording now. As I'm well, yeah. Okay, as well. cool. Just, who knows, Francis? Right. Before you um, live stream, um, mm-hmm. which, what what am I sharing it to? Is this to uh, trade? No, I'm. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're going to take the feed from. Everyone is going to take the feed from Trades Growth Summit Facebook page. Okay. You have a link. You copy that link. And that can be shared on whatever groups. Uh, by the way, um, if you want, John, that can, you can also take the link and share it. Well, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the chat here. I'll give you the link. Uh, and yeah. if you want to post it in the Help for Heroes group or page or whatever, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get some listeners and get some donate some extra donations coming through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just bear with me a second. Uh, um, and uh, what's what should we call the topic of this uh, presentation? Like, uh, we'll just, I'll, you know, help. Uh, um, I think. Well, one of the things that was, it, it, one of the things that we talk about, and it's at the end of the video, it's about keeping our promise. So as a charity, we made a promise, you know, when we started to be here for veterans for as long as they needed us. So this is about, you know, people donating is helping us keep that promise to be there for them. Yeah. Nice. How Help for Heroes is keeping their promise to be there for veterans. Always. Uh, Just quickly, sorry, Francis, am I introducing this as a Wayne's World Wednesday? (laughs) um yeah go for yeah. it Why yeah because it's wednesday isn't it i'm yeah, yeah so i might go as well just it. say it's a wayne's world wednesday and we've got a very special guest and obviously yeah. talk about trades growth summit and, uh, okay cool yeah so, okay you so is this me... going out this is going out live then is it yeah it will do yeah god yeah <laughs> no pressure john <laughs> we didn't tell you to do just your bet, hair, right just right. I'm, I'm gonna i'm just gonna give you something I just it's, it's just a tiny snippet of information just to bear bear in mind with with me um I have a tendency to sometimes my brain will go, well, I'm going that way. My brain goes that way. Um, and the reason is, is because I, I've now been identified. I've got um, adult ADHD, but it's the inattentive side. Join so the club. To, yeah. So my brain goes off in 10 different directions. And I'm only now starting to get the hang of it, of what it does and why it does it and things like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> you're, you're talking to two fellow AD or ADHD. Oh, right mate, yeah. well, I know what well, it means. Let's, let's not get on that subject because we start <laughs> as if we'll be here all night. So we'll, we'll bring you back on track if that's what you, if we need to. Yeah. So yeah, so, I mean, just to help with the format. So John, um, so Wayne's going to introduce the facebook live and the event and remind everybody why we're all here um and then i'll introduce you john and then and then i'll just you know i'll sort of ask you tell us about help for heroes in this amazing cause and then you can kick off is that okay yeah yeah that's fine okie dokie i'm gonna go live
Go press the button. Okay, well, welcome to yet another Wayne's World Wednesday. And this is kind of an exciting one. So the uh, purpose of today is to... There's a couple of purposes. Is is to let you guys know about the Trades Growth Summit. So if you don't know about the Trades Growth Summit, where have you been? You know, geez, man, with me, me, Francis and Carolina have been on your case. So you should have known about it. But if you don't, it's a web event for good. It's basically an online summit with <laughs> like, oh my gosh, guys, you know, like, we've got speakers from across the world famous authors that have sold millions of books to local businesses, to X-Forces. Um, and more importantly, it's all to raise money for Help for Heroes. Okay, so it's a totally non-profit event. Everything we, we raise from this event is going to Help for Heroes. You don't need to take off work. You oh. don't need to, it's not, you be at a certain place and time because by online event, it means all of this content is in an online vault that you can watch anytime, anywhere, forever. So we're calling it a summit. We're calling it an event because it is an event in itself. But we know that you're all in trades and you're all time poor, busy business owners. So we don't expect you to take three days, two days, one day off. This is a unique online content for you that you can keep and watch anywhere and just wanted to get that in. Yeah, it's like the Netflix for personal and business development. Honestly, guys, you know, I I have the pleasure of seeing behind the scenes um, and you can just pick and choose. You know, there's such a wealth of information there for people to to get information and, and learn and educate themselves and elevate themselves. But anyway, that's enough of me talking. You know, we, we've got Francis on the call. We've got Carolina on the call and we've got a very, very special guest. Uh, so Carolina, can you introduce our guest, please? Absolutely. It is such a pleasure for us to welcome John Carpenter, fundraising manager at Help for Heroes and has been such a guiding hand for us to help make this possible. He's been just amazing and has introduced us also to some incredible veterans that are also speaking at our event. So with a very, very warm welcome, please help me everybody to introduce John Carpenter. We're so excited to learn more about Help for Heroes and the incredible work that you do as a charity. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That is probably the best introduction I've ever had. Uh, So I'm going to have to, I've got a lot to live up to now. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on this evening. It's an absolute pleasure. And John, we're really excited to, um, you know, learn more about Help for Heroes. And Francis, Wayne and I have had the real benefit of, you know, learning about the charity for ourselves. But what we'd love to do is help our audience our supporters, the people that ha- are donating in order to be part of this event. You know, what what is about the amazing work you do and how important it is in helping not only wounded veterans, but also their families as well. Yeah, I think that that's exactly it, uh, Carolyn, is the, you know, a lot of the work that the charity does and how we first started. I mean, initially we started because of the demand from we had some horrific injuries coming back from um, Afghanistan 
Um, and of course, that's changed over time, but the requirements from our veterans hasn't changed. Um, we still have people being medically discharged from the military. Um, on average, it's about sort of three people a day that are actually medically discharged. So their career has been cut short um, through some form of injury, either whilst they're serving or as a result of their service as well. So it could be a knee injury. It could be something, you know, I, I know guys, that, I mean, I'm, I have the absolute honour that I actually have been able to talk and meet to a lot of our veterans and hear their stories. And I could sit here tonight and tell you, Ten, tons of different stories about those guys and how they have their careers were cut short but a lot of it really is about how we can actually provide the support that they need not just from when that first happened I and mean, a lot of these guys were you know in their 19 and 20 year olds and i've got one veteran we worked with his eight it was 18 uh, when he was hit by a mortar now he's mid-30s now but he still needs the support so it's not the fact that these guys disappear. They are going to be here for the rest of their life, and we need to be here to help them. Amazing, yeah. And and it's interesting to learn that you know that the support is not really there's not enough funding available at a government level in order to help these people. So the work that you do is so so important. And would you be able to share with us, John? You know what what are the sorts of initiatives that help the heroes? you know, provides and the support that you provide to help, help, you know, people yeah. essentially get back in. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So a large proportion of what we provide is uh, community-based support. Um, so it's not based around a particular location. It's actually going out into the community. So we have community nurses, uh, we have occupational therapists, uh, we have psychologists, that are able to actually go and meet with people and actually sit down with them and, and then help them. Um, I'm just giving you an indication, about 40% of the veterans that we currently work with either can't or won't leave their house. So, you know, how do they get that support? And as you mentioned, you know, the government itself is, I mean, they've just removed, I mean, as, uh, within the last budget, there was a certain amount of funding that was removed that was available to veterans, and that's been you know, uh, most of the char military charities were pushing for that to be uh, included, but unfortunately it's not. So there are gaps in the funding for veterans. And in particular, when you look at the timescales for services for these guys, so having the ability to actually get access to somebody uh, quickly, um, ultimately they're stuck in the queue like the rest of us. But we feel that, you know, what they've done, they signed up, they should get that ability to not jump the queue, but have a bit of a priority to be able to actually have that level of support. Um, okay. I mean, our funding, 98% of our funding comes from the public. So wow. we, we get a very small amount. And actually the small amount that we get is tied specifically uh, to a particular, particular areas. In, I mean, one of those is for what we call the VSI, so very seriously injured. So I mentioned about... Um, the young lad that was hit by a mortar. So Steve, actually, he's just won an award uh, from Soldiering On for his basically inspiration of fundraising. So he was 18 years old. He was hit by a mortar. Um, he is still recognised as one of the most seriously injured veterans from that conflict. Um, and he still needs support. He lives in a care home. Um, it's a military-based care home, but it is still a care home um, and requires permanent uh, support. He talks through uh, a tablet. So that's his way of communicating. 
Um, so he will need support for the rest of his life. So we've got that funding sort of uh, ring fenced specifically for him over a period of time and for those guys. So there, I think, are 14 VSIs that we work with um, to provide him that support. So for him, we've helped him with things like speech therapy, trying to help him because he does want to talk. But so it's helping on that. Uh, and so also some physical therapy as well. But that speech therapy isn't available through the NHS. So how does he get that support? And that's what we do. We, we support him. But there are other charities that provide support to him as well for different areas. But that's what we've done for him to be able to try and help that. Can you can you reiterate that percentage you said on, on what funding comes from where? Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, 98 percent of our funding. <sighs> that's unbelievable. I, I, I am. I am genuinely shocked because from like a layman's terms here, you you guys are like probably one of the biggest sort of armed forces charities. You know, I just presumed that the government were like, would that the money was just a flow coming in. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? I, I, oh yeah. We get money <laughs> thrown at us. I mean, you know, the government throw us money all the time, you know, they just pop in and, you know, drop off a check for us. Oh, I wish. It's always been about the public. Wow. Public are the people that support us. They're the ones that support the veterans. They enable us to actually provide that support. And I mean, I mean, we as a charity, I mean, you talk about us being one of the biggest charities, you know, from a military perspective. And I think from a brand perspective, yeah. you know, that's right. You know, Help for Heroes, people recognize our brand. It's very well known. And we had a huge amount of exposure at the time when we first started. So what, 2007? Well, that's drop right off it's dropped right off so now to give you an indication um we were forecasting somewhere around about not last year year before before covid hit uh, about 24 million pounds worth of fundraising to come into the charity uh we actually lost somewhere in the region about seven million of that wow. through the covid so that shows you so we're now i mean we've come back in this year we've been as a team, we've all been back at it since October last year. Um, and it's been really hard work to get there. But actually, we've really done quite well to get almost where we wanted to. We sort of set a forecast for ourselves and a bit of a budget. Say, right, that's where we want to be. And do you know what? We've just missed it by about that much. Um, but to be honest with you, I think given the situation we've got with regards to the current sort of pandemic, um, the public have been amazing in what they've done to try and help get that fundraising in. I've seen some amazing challenges. You guys stepping up and going, do you know what? Actually, we want to fundraise. We want to raise some money for the charity and deliver a, a completely free se seminar to guys and it to, for them for a summit for them to come and get access to speakers who they just would never get access to in, in the real world. So it's amazing to see so many people coming out and actually doing it. I've got guys, I've got a 99-year-old woman who's decided that she wants to do a, a, a glider flight. I've got um, an 86-year-old gentleman who's doing 10 hours a day on a bike for 10 days. You know, and the, <laughs> I'm like, where do they come up with these ideas? So we're really appreciative of the public coming and actually volunteering to help us and to fundraise and, you know, help us to actually get those funds in.
It's 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 such an honor, and you know, we for us, it's a cause that is so dear to our hearts, and also for the industry as well. We have a lot of ex-service trades people that come and they set up their own trades business, so it's it's such an important cause to support, especially at this time as well. And what we what we'd really love, John, is if it's possible, would you be able to share um, that uh, like a video just so that we can yeah, I've got a video about this. yeah, That'd no problem. Thank you yeah, so much. So, excellent. Don't forget to tick that box. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. This is the this is the the technical challenge here. <laughs> oh, no, here that's, the, that's the question. It's like, how do I get it? How do I get it? For those listening on the podcast, John's just about to share a video so you will have to come onto the youtube or the facebook to actually watch the video that you're going to hear the sound effects too just before i put that little disclaimer into those that are going to be a bit confused right now <laughs> okay hopefully you guys can see that yep that's coming up yep there you go in 2007 help for heroes made a promise on behalf of the nation to be here for our wounded heroes for life in the words of our co-founder Brim Parry, it was about the blokes, the men and the women of our armed forces. It's about Derek, who's a rugby player and lost both his legs. It's about Carl, whose jaw is wired up and so he's been drinking through a straw. It's about Richard, who was handed a mobile phone as he lay on a stretcher to say goodbye to his wife. It's about Ben, it's about Stephen, it's about Mark, it's about them all. They're just blokes, but there are blokes. There are heroes, and we want to help heroes. Today, it's still about the men and the women of our armed forces who've given our nation their all. It's about the rest of their lives. It's about finding the strength to battle with PTSD, to cope with isolation and anxiety. It's about facing every day with physical and mental injuries. It's about Toby. It's about Sean and Stephanie and Anthony and many more who still need our help. It's about giving them one less battle to fight. brings it home when it gets so personal like that doesn't it when you hear people's names and, and faces yeah I, I, I said I, I I'm really lucky because and I'm very honored uh, to work for the charity um and sometimes I can get you know I'm six foot two 17 stone big burly bloke I am you know what I mean um and you hear these stories and they just hit you um but more than anything else, I think what I find is how these guys are able to actually get through things, but also hearing how they've been able to talk to our psychologists or they've been to an occupational therapist and the occupational therapist, you know, they've gone and learned how to, you know, do some book binding or they've gone and done a yoga class and they, you know, there's some of these guys like, you know, like me, they're like, you know, big bloke, you know, I'm not going to do that. And they do it and they go, well, actually, yeah, that's something different. That, 
And they do it with, and part of what we deliver as well, what we call sports and fellowship. So sports and fellowship work in the community, enabling these guys to get active and get access to stuff in a nice, safe environment. If you've got a mental health problem, and we talk about PTSD. Now, PTSD is, there are various levels of it. And, you know, the, the worst one's what we think about. Some guy sat in the corner crying because, you know, there's a loud bang going off in the house. But on the other scale of it, it just creeps over them. And it can be just an environment. It could be just too many people in a room. It could be all kinds of different things. So we provide them with the environment that they can learn something new in a safe environment with other veterans who understand what they're going through. So if that guy suddenly starts having a bit of a wobble, well, guess what? He's with mates. He's with people who, the blokes who have served, have done it, they understand it, and can actually go, do you know what, mate? You're right. It's fine. And he doesn't feel conscious about it. So that's the key thing, really, for us, is to make sure that, and then what Mark Elliott there is, you know, he's been with a charity since day one. He, you know, is one of the first people involved with the charity. And like he said, it, they're just our blokes and, you know, but they're ours and we look after them. And, you know, I'm proud to say that a couple of them are friends of mine. So it's, you know, it's a, it gets quite, I get quite emotional. I have to stop now because I'm going to go, I'm going to off on one. But yeah, it, it, we need to look after these guys. We need to make sure that they get the support that they need and they have it for as long as we can deliver it. And I think one of the things that we've tried to do is actually, provide that for them over over the pandemic. We've continued to deliver it. We actually saw a 33% increase in the number of veterans coming forward with mental health problems. But we actually saw, we say with that 30% reduction in our income, meant how do we balance that? So thankfully for the government in the uh, ability to actually take us out of the equation so a large proportion of the staff that administration whatever we were taken out of that equation during the pandemic so we took advantage of the um furlough scheme to get us out there and actually allow us to continue delivering services even whilst money's not coming in and that's the key thing is while that money wasn't coming in we couldn't afford to pay people as well so how do we balance that well furlough so <laughs> i'll say thank you for the government for that one that's one thing that really helped us and John, um, you have, do you, by any chance, sorry, not to put you on the spot here, but the impact survey I thought was really interesting. Are there any things that you can share with us just to put into context the amazing work that you do and the amount of lives you help? Yeah, no, that's a problem. I mean, yeah. So um, we produced what was called an impact report. Um, if you want to find it, just look up Help for Heroes Impact Report. Um, and you can actually see the detail of what that is and, and what it means uh, a lot more than what maybe I maybe I can deliver it. Um, but so I'll try and cover it as much as I can. So some of the things that we did, um, and if you look at numbers um, that we actually provided support to veterans, um, so there were in the last year, so that was sort of not this last year, because our financial year is September, so pretty much while we were in the pandemic, we supported 4,401 veterans and their families. Um, over 2,000 of those were supported by our Hidden Wounds team. So Hidden Wounds is our mental health program. So they're the guys that actually help people with that those problems. Um, but we also have what we call welfare. So the welfare are 
those other things that are around them. So helping somebody with maybe they've, as a result of their mental health, they've maybe got a little bit behind on their rent or their washing machine's broken down. So what we try to do is give them one less thing to worry about, one less battle to fight. Okay, let's help you support that. Okay, if we can support, if we can supply you with a, a washing machine for 200 quid, that's going to make your life so much easier, not just for the veteran, but also for the family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you add those things up um, and then you look at things like making that recovery a reality, um, we have what there's called the fellowship program. So the fellowship program is basically people that we've helped. So the veterans and their families, we have a band of brothers and we've got a band of sisters. It's split and band of sisters are people who are supported by or are the carers and family, basically. So the, the wife, mother, whoever's actually looking after them. Um, but there's 12,000 of those that sit within the fellowship now. So they're the guys that we try to help on a regular basis. But there's a lot of them that you know, have had help from us and have gone away. But and I've said, no, it's fine. I'm OK now. But we want to be able to make sure that they're able to come back. And there's lots of other things like programs that we do. So we've got the Help for Heroes Choir, um, which originally was the Invictus Choir. Um, so we've run online choir activities for 63 people during that. They've done 120 rehearsals. They've actually tried to do virtual to get together, 60 of those. Um, but we also delivered nearly half a million pounds in grants to support about 416 different individuals. So giving those people that ability to actually have um, the support that they need is also quite important. Yeah. Yeah. Does that give you some, some yeah. insight into yeah. it? Definitely. No, that, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for running through that. It's important to um, what I what I love is the variety of like you know had the broad range of support that is there and available and and actually one thing that I love also is is I was having a look at your YouTube channel as well and you offer so much support in so many different ways whether it's like yeah. mindfulness and meditation to help you through um, you know there's exercise classes that I was doing yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're fantastic. The, uh, you know, I, I'm always amazed, actually, how much our teams are able to put together to give those people that uh, content that they can actually use offline and they can go and actually go on, you know, that video I've got, I've just showed you, that's available on our YouTube channel. There's lots of different things on there, as you say, be able to do yoga. There's a yoga class that you can go and join. Yeah. I think, I think for all of us, you know, we've all been through, you know, a really tough time over the last year and a half. Um, and I think we've all experienced our own mental health problems. We've all experienced some element of things. And I think that's the challenge we have to think about is that we've experienced that. But if you've already got a mental health problem, adding the pandemic onto it. Having said that, there are quite a few veterans I know have actually gone, yeah, yeah, I'm quite happy with the pandemic. It means I haven't got to talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> it's because they're grumpy. You know, um, but they're quite happy to be in that. But, but the risk is by being like that, by being isolated, it can cause problems down the line. So what we've tried to do is communicate with them, make sure that we're keeping in contact with them, you know, not just wait for them to come to us. You know, we've actually said that we've actually shared some data across or shared some help with the NHS during the pandemic. Uh, we call it the lessons from the battlefield. 
So this was a document that we put together that uh, was delivered and given out to the NHS so that their staff could read and talk about mindfulness, about finding you know, where you can go to get help, where you can go you know, and find all those things. So it was trying to share that information because we knew that, you know what, whilst they were going through all those problems 12 months ago, and we're already now seeing it, the reports coming through that people are suffering from PTSD whilst working in the NHS. So it's trying to understand and help and share that information. And actually quite a lot of our staff actually work in the NHS as well. Uh, our staff were NHF, NHS, but also a lot of our veterans as well as quite a few um, that were actually uh, helped out and worked with the NHS during the pandemic and gave up their time as well as volunteers, um, but also with helping building services. Wow. Uh, you know, this this is back, based on what you said about the NHS there. It reminds me, I had the pleasure of speaking to um, Jamie Hull recently about, and, and he obviously yeah. sunk, sunk, was telling me all about, you know, what you guys have done for him on a personal level. And it's, it, it, you know, again, it's most of us watching, watching this right now or listening, you, it, you don't get to see that personal do you know, like I could just sense, you know, you could feel the gratefulness and, and the gratitude through his voice for, yeah. for help for heroes. You know, he was like the, the adventures that you've, that you've put him on and, and, and Spencer as well. I had the pleasure of speaking to Spencer and he had just come back from a, a trip in, in some desert, you know, that like putting him with like a load of disabled veterans had gone out and, 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 and done these challenges that in their own words, just simply wouldn't happen without you guys you know without help for heroes um it's just it's just phenomenal to hear all these stories and i I guess obviously you working there you must see this day in day out yeah i mean it's as i said earlier you know i'm really honored that i get to talk to these guys and see the services that we're delivering um i give up i'd say at the end of this month i'm going and spending a day with the guys um i'm sort of volunteering for the day um, we're going to a golf range so again it's something that some of them probably have never even thought about doing but actually again it's like it's in a safe environment we've got people there to support them if they're starting to struggle so again it's getting them out of the house um to be able to go out and do things um i also i've taken part and i'm a big advocate of it um it was our it's our flagship event it's called a battlefield big battlefield bike ride um, if anybody's out there really wants to get involved, please do. It is an amazing event. Uh, it's five days cycling across northern France. It's a lot easier than you think. Most people go, oh, it's impossible. I could never do that. Yeah, I thought that. Um, I did it. I've done it twice. Um, I'm out there next year as a staff rider to support the support the guys. But again, you get to hear and talk to the veterans while they're on that on that event because they come along as part of their recovery. We identify people that we feel are comfortable doing it. And a lot of them are comfortable in telling their story while they're on that journey about what happened to them, where they got to and and where they are today. Um, And a lot of them still aren't fully recovered and aren't fully through that journey, if you want to call it. Um, I don't think for us, for a lot of them, I don't think it ever ends really. Um, It's about making, as I said, the beginning it, it's about making sure that we are here to support our veterans for as long as they need us and i i love the the phrase that you've you've mentioned a few times just one less battle do you know just take yeah. one less battle off someone and and it can make such a difference can't it yeah. it, it it does it, it it's it is it's just 
small things you know a, a lot of what we do isn't massive it's not you know it's not we don't do rehabilitation so we don't take somebody and, and, and get them better we're post that we're in that recovery phase that's where we work that's where we work is you know once somebody's back up on their feet and walking around the rehabilitation side is the hardest part i think mm-hmm. it's once they're after that that's giving them support giving that little crutch to say well actually we have i'm falling back a bit yeah don't worry we can just sit behind you and just give you a little nudge and keep you going yeah. um and it's being able to provide those services in in a way that they can access it but at the same time that you know is a they don't have to worry about cost they don't have to worry about anything like that we never ask them to fundraise we never ask them to actually you know do anything however the amount of them that will do it yeah well, that was that was the unreserved message i sort of got from jamie for example he yeah. was just like they've given me so much you know i just i just yeah. Not that he's been asked to, he just wants to, you know, he just oh, wants yeah. to drive awareness and support. Um, and that's just a testament, isn't it, to, to, to what you do? Yeah, he's, I mean, he, Jamie's been really great. Um, during lockdown, we had a gentleman who was a, a 99-year-old veteran who decided, he sang a song, basically, put it on YouTube, said, oh, if I raise a £1,000, I'll be fine. Uh, if I don't get there, I'll just put my own money in. And it went a little bit viral. Uh, and he raised £41,000. Oh, wow. And Jamie, we, I said to all Jamie, he said, look, he's in London. Would you be ha-? And almost before we even finished the sentence, yeah, that's fine. I'll go and say hello. And he went down and saw him. He met with him. He's actually been down since and seen him without even us asking him to, to go and say, hi, oh, how are you? Check in with him just to make sure and speaks to the family. So, yeah, we're really lucky that our ambassadors like Jamie um, and like Spencer will, you know, will step up and, 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 you know, go and thank fundraisers and go and talk to people and tell their story as well and, and tell people about it. And there's some fantastic stories out there that we get, I get the honour to listen to on a regular basis. Um, and they are amazing people. Um, absolutely amazing. I've got a gentleman who, a guy who, he was, his, his story was more around PTSD and, and depression. Uh, and then during lockdown, he fell off his push bike and he's broken his neck now. Oh, <laughs> But you know what? He's just run the fastest uh, 1,500 metres he's ever run. Wow. <laughs> in a year. I, yeah. I swear these veterans are made of something oh, else. You know, they're like just, they're, they're literally, uh, I can stub my toe and that's me out for like two weeks and I ain't getting up. <laughs> yeah. I know. They, they are amazing because a lot of, you know, large proportion of it, it was all about their career was, I need to do better. I need to do, I need to do this to the best of my ability because somebody relies on me to be able to do it that way. So that transposes into a lot of them in the fact that they will just put 100% into everything and they won't sit back. They're not happy to sit back. Um, So once we, and then it it is about taking them from that mental, mental space where maybe they are struggling to get out and do that and remind them that, do you know what? You can do it. You can get out there. You can do these things. So yeah, it's it's been amazing. Yeah, you know, we spend a lot of our time in the background as well, shouting at the government, you know, saying to them, "Look, you need to do this. You need to do that." You know, we launched an ask of the government, so the Veterans Affairs some Minister, so getting all that set up um, during lockdown. Um, we've created what we call the Never Say Never campaign, which again is about these guys. Like these guys say never, never say never. They don't stop. Yeah, love the love the top. Yeah, love them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to try and get people out there and get experts talking together 
you know, we work very closely with lots of other military charities to make sure that we're delivering the right thing. We're not operating individually of each other and we're not replicating everything as well, you know, to make sure that we deliver what's right for the veteran. And a large portion of what we do now is we fund the individual veteran, veteran on their journey to make sure that they get what they need, but provide them with case management as well. So whilst they're out there, whilst they're talking and they're talking to different people, they can still come back to us and say, well, actually, I spoke to this person, that's not working. And we can say, okay, fine, well, let's look yeah. at it differently. Let's find a different way of doing it. That's fantastic to hear that you, you, there's a collaboration in, I guess it's the industry of, of the support yeah. system that you're doing. There's, the, you know, us guys as business owners and, and entrepreneurs and stuff, collaboration is, is a big part and, and using resources and, and helping each other. It's, it's fantastic to hear it's the same there. Yeah. Um, I think, I, th- I think, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear, to hear from you. Um, and here's some real life examples of, of, of what Help for Heroes actually is, because it's been eye opening for me. Uh, I'm still I'm still shocked at the percentage of the the, the funding that that literally has, has has blown me away and reaffirms, you know, just why we're doing what we're doing. You know, such a small part that we're fundraising with. But obviously, if everyone does a small thing, it turns into a big thing. So for us personally, with the Trades Growth Summit, please go over to the website sign up 100% of your donation is going straight to help for heroes for anyone else feeling a bit more crazier and wants to, oh we're over we're over the halfway mark i just we're see halfway through, yes it? come on yes thank well you done, to whoever guys. that was that just tipped us over the halfway point we're two weeks i think it's about two weeks out till the event yeah, so yeah. we've we we, we want to hit that 10 grand and and hopefully exceed it um i'll get back to what i was saying so obviously from our perspective please come and enjoy the event for from help for heroes perspective you know please do what you can to raise some funds as well you know get your kids involved do some charity events um the support for this charity is needed more so than ever it might be out of sight for wars and stuff going on at the moment but the 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 demand for the for the help is still there so please make sure that we we all get behind help for heroes as well yeah no i really appreciate it thanks Elaine. it's yeah it's really important that we get out there it's really important you know if anybody wants to know if you you know if if, if they're not sure about fundraising just you know phone the charity ask for me <laughs> i'll talk you through it i'll help you go. out i'll point there, you in the right direction we'll there's an offer ideas. There's an offer. I want to, I want loads of phone calls coming from being put through to John for the rest of the week. Yeah, no, do you know what? I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, Carolina, Francis, uh, any closing words or are, are we wrapped up for the evening? Well, yeah, I'm just, just for, for me, just a, a big thank you, John, for all of the support. It's been such an honor um, working together in the past four months, just trying to trying to put this all together for you. And it is just an, such an honor to know that we're helping such an important cause. So thank you from me and the team. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to say that this has been, you know, we've been working, this started as an idea four months ago. And we wanted to interject some hope and excitement and energy to the trades businesses but we wanted we believe in the power of contribution in personally and in business it's the key we believe it's the key to moving forward for everyone 
And to see the video that you played with the real stories, you know, I was welling up a little bit. I'm normally very chatty on these calls. And I just wanted to listen. And it really just gave me such a sense of fulfillment and purpose to know that those funds, they're going straight to help those people. Not a percentage, not a bit of it, whatever. And it just gives everything we do a more purpose and more meaning. We wake up every day and sometimes it's hard and we're, you know, it's hard to reach people, right? But then we know that actually what we've already accomplished so far will help people immediately. So that just, I wanted to say that that just makes everything, seeing those stories come to life even more on this call is just great. And we're just going to push this as hard as we can in the next couple of weeks. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. And I really appreciate it. Um, it's been ama- it's amazing working with you guys. You've really, you've actually inspired me a bit more as well. Your enthusiasm, um, which is really infectious, I have to say. Um, thank you to everybody who has donated so far. Thank you to everybody who's going to donate. Yeah. Um, and again, thank you for you guys for putting on this and, and for choosing us as your charity. So really appreciate it. I wish we could have done more for you. Uh, you know, we're only getting started, John. Yeah, this is and, the beginning. And, and this is a practice run for what we're all going to do on a personal level. But I also want to just comment on what you said there. and Maybe everyone can get something out of this is there are people out there every time in any job you one might feel disillusioned or tired or maybe without purpose or that it's just doing the same thing. You know, you, you wonder, is your message getting through? And I've learned that at least in our case, it won't get through too many, but it will get through to some and it will get through to those that need it most mm-hmm. at the right time, right? And so the work you do and the work that we do, and you know, it does reach people. If we can just help one person through the money that we've raised, look, that makes everything worth it. And yeah. you're doing way more than us in terms of helping these people. We're just a drop in the ocean, right? But it's all those drops combined and you are reaching people. And so that should inspire you. And you can think about that every single day uh, to, to, you know, recharge your battery. Keep, to keep that energy, keep that fire going. And yeah. on that note, go head over to the tradesgrowthsummit.org get involved in the event or go to help for heroes website and support them as much as you can as well. Enjoy the rest of the evening and we'll see you on the next show, everyone. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I just wanted to pull it out there for anyone listening that I offer business coaching, but also life coaching. My life is centered around something called the free Bs, which stands for body, business, and balance. When you work with me as a coach, we tackle all three aspects of life. So you as an individual, body, mindset, health, fitness, knowledge, education, 
Business B obviously stands for your business, improving, maximizing opportunities, elevating, making more money. And balance stands for your for friends, family, loved ones, you know, making time for everything in your life. And the free Bs is the core element to that. If you'd like to learn more, I would ask you to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might be consuming my information. Um, or you can email me directly at wayne at offthetools.co.uk. I'm here waiting to assist you to elevate across all aspects of life. Have a good one. No excuses. Let's go.